You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One more segment, the final segment, everybody's favorite segment. That would be Pat's Paris. Yeah, you know me. Everybody loves a little Pat's Paris. Uh, today, we've just got a veritable grab bag of Patriots and NFL-related items. Uh, first one, gentlemen, your reaction to... Well, let's just, let's look at the division first before we look outside. The New England Patriots are currently on the bye. Five and four, so they have a winning record at the bye. That's a good thing. Trending in the right direction for those nine and eight, ten and seven ceiling type of crazy predictions for their season win-loss record. They could have a path, as we mentioned on the post-game show Sunday, Andy to getting and competing for that final wild card slot because I think it's going to be a scrum for slot six and seven after the Dolphins likely secure the number five slot with the way that they're playing and the acquisition they made of Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson, the trade deadline. Uh, Patriots still being in the cellar at five and four when five and four would put them in second place or even first place in other divisions is just so quintessentially 2022. Do you gentlemen think that with the way the Jets defense played, against the Bills, with the way Miami went after it at the trade deadline, and with Josh Allen possibly having the Tommy John ligament injury, the UCL ulnar collateral ligament, which could affect uh, his playing time, his ability to throw downfield long-term and more, could the AFC East be in a little bit of a shake it up right now? Yeah, I mean, the AFC East is probably the second best division in football right now. Like the way the teams are playing, I, I, it, win total wise, it is the second best team division in football. And I would say the the teams, though, I mean, I, I think people are still vastly underrating how good Miami is going to be down the stretch. Uh, I, so I, I think they are like legitimate contenders. Um, uh, Buffalo, if Josh Allen is healthy, we all know how good Buffalo is. And this Jets team, I, I understand that you know you kick the crap out of you know, Zach Wilson two weeks ago, but they're better than the, than anyone would have thought they would be this defense. That defense is legit. They can play football. Um, so this, this division right now is kind of in a chaotic spot. I, th- I still think it's the bills division. If Josh Allen's healthy, but man, like Miami's really good. And then the jets and Patriots aren't as far behind as we may have thought preseason. Yeah. The Josh Allen, health status changes everything afc yeah. east afc super bowl maybe like that is a uh, i even you know believe the overall quality of the league gets shaken up because you remove pretty much everybody says well there's three good teams in football the chiefs the bills and the eagles if you remove one of those it just muddies the water even more over who's good um they're gonna have an interesting game with the jets coming out of the bye they had an interesting game with the jets a couple of weeks ago where we talked about it. The flag may have changed everything. You may have gotten blown out by the Jets. You didn't. You got the win. You had Zach Wilson cockily saying, you know, we'll see them in a couple of weeks with his pads on while chewing gum at the podium. And 
if he plays the way he played around the Patriots game, before and after, game manager, make a few plays with my legs, not going to try to make stupid plays, crazy plays, take care of the football, they're dangerous because their defense is good. Um, so I Excellent. think that's that's interesting. And Miami, I do think, is a team that, as long as Tua keeps going, is is likely to play its best football down the stretch with Bradley Chubb and, and the additions and Mike McDaniel getting comfortable. Like, they should only get better. There's no reason to believe oh, yeah won't get better over the course of the season. And that's scary. Yeah. And they added Jeff Wilson, who's actually yeah. a pretty solid running back. To Might Mostert. take so over now, the starting job. At this yeah, point. and so now you've got two fleet-footed uh, wee darts that Mike McDaniel's worked with before back in San Francisco. And the wide receiving combination of of Waddle and Hill is just unguardable. There's like, a chance Tyree Hill a pick has 2,000 yards. 2,000 yards a season. He he's, is already at almost 1,200 yards he's got i can't believe to say this he's actually playing his best football of all time under tua now i don't think that's because tua throws a more accurate ball or what like mike mcdaniel's McDaniel's system he's he's drawing up the perfect plays for him he is in and we and i talked about it earlier when it comes to you know nfl offenses mike mcdaniel is doing something that nfl offenses haven't done he's like okay everybody wants to do speed to make big plays instead how about i just create a bunch of space and that's why Tyreek Hill feels like he's wide open on every freaking play. He's and thriving Tua, in that, yes. All Tua has to do is look between Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. If one of them are open in space, get him the ball and let them do the work. Like, that's it's point and shoot. It's not mm-hmm. that difficult. And that's and Tua is not turning the football over. And as long as he stays healthy, like Miami, they're, they're, they, their offense can compete with anybody. They may have to be heard from before we make our AFC championship re-predictions, re- if you will, because mm-hmm. – they got after it. Uh, they're awfully good, and that offense is dangerous. But it's going to be fun. Hey, listen, this is all we could – yes, of course, we could ask for more dynamic football, more mistake-free football, more interesting games. But 10,000-foot view, we, media, and fans alike can agree that all we could have asked for is the Patriots having a winning record and a chance at the playoffs to make the second half of the season with those tougher games and a lot of prime timers relevant. So – it's a beautiful thing. And the, those Jets, I, I see, I think the Jets are going to make the play. I think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I really do. Wow. They're even, cool. Yeah, oh, if, if they ask him to just sort of step oh. back and be like the 52nd most important player or 45th most important, but like defense is dynamite. They got playmakers. And that move for James Robinson was wicked smart. Uh, let's see. Do you guys want to talk about, you guys want to make fun of Josh McDaniels or the Indianapolis Colts? Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Absolutely. There is nothing better than the yep. Indianapolis Colts right now to make you smile. Just like the idea of Jeff Saturday getting the job was funny. And then to hear Jim Irsay describe it and step in it left and right, right oh and my left, God. was one of the – when he said, hey, we're in Boston town. We're going to make some big change. Right. Like he, he actually had a Freudian slip that I don't know if he even realizes when uh... he said – you see it when you know it. And it's like he convinced himself Jeff Saturday is good, and he's now seeing somebody who's good, even though it's a terrible, horrific idea. And I actually think Jim Irsay is is playing us like a fool. I think he's crazy like a fox. I think he's hired Jeff Saturday to do exactly what Jeff Saturday is going to do, lose every game the remainder of the season with a friendly face, a franchise legend who's tied into the Peyton Manning era, who everybody loves – and it will not sort of ruin the atmosphere around the team. Like he can kind of keep the ship afloat with a smile and press conferences. But his job 
is to pick as high as possible next April. That's yep. Chip, Chip, Chip. I would I would like to read one quote from Jim Ursay that sums it all up. Thank you. Yeah, I do want it, to do it in your best Ursay, please. Hey, Quentin, <laughs> I wanted a winning coach, but I'm glad he doesn't have any experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear in this league because it's tough on coaches. They're afraid and they go to analytics and it gets difficult. He doesn't have that. That one quote, it's just, uh, so you wanted a guy to coach you, from the hunch and the gut. Winning, you wanted a winning coach, but you also wanted a guy with no experience. Well, that doesn't exist. So, first of all, you're an idiot. <laughs> Second of all, he's just like, it's just his his press conference to me was just, it was pure comedy. And then how it about when he threw him under the bus comedy. and he, he said he was available? You know, yeah. I wanted there to be other candidates. You know who's available? People that suck at their job. Or like other people in your organization that were head coaches like Gus Bradley or John Fox. Or you could have gone to Reggie Wayne or, or uh, Kevin Mayalua. No, how, about, how about Ray Ventrone, who, like Hawaii. Bubba Ventrone, who people think is going to be a head coach one day? Yes. Here's my favorite part. You ready for this? I read this and I, I double checked and I made sure that it wasn't a fake blue check mark and I wasn't getting, you know, screwed again by, Ad, by Adam Schufter or like <laughs> Ian like Rupsheet. You mean like when you Ian announced Rupsheet. that Bill O'Brien was the new head coach at Auburn during uh, I, podcast? I said I thought he was. Yeah. That Go back and me. check the tape. I walked that one back already. You guys both Hopefully have plenty of walk. It. You guys have plenty of walk backable takes as well. Let he who was without sin or stupidity cast the first stone. Uh, the play caller for your Indianapolis Colts come oh, yeah. this or next Sunday, whenever they play a football game again, that they are going to lose. I believe it is this Sunday is a man by the name of Parks Frazier. <laughs> I saw that 30 years yeah. old, baby. He's 30 years old. He's my age. He's, he's, <laughs> this is literally saying Jeff Saturday going, Hey, Sean, come call plays for me on Sunday. What's different. He's like an offensive assistant. This guy like basically hands people. The Microsoft surfaces or like brings down the Polaroids or whatever. Grabs a towel. Yeah. Yeah. And or yeah, maybe like refills the Gatorade, whatever. Like I'm sure he has actually like broken down some film, whatever else. But Jeff Saturday comes in and is like, hey, hey, you. Hey, yeah, yeah, you over there. What's your name? Parks. <laughs> he doesn't have a real name. Parks Frazier. Parks so dumb. is going to be calling play. He's the play caller Sunday. Like they're either like at this point Sunday, like. Fans in the fourth quarter, you can also call a play. Simply text 696907, and your the most popular play call will get run by Parks Frazier. I, no, they, I mean, they can't let laughing. the fans call a play, they might call a good one. This is all <laughs> a masterful job of tanking. It's tanking. Yep. It's but MLR. like you tank too late. You already won three games. Don't yeah, hey, Andy. I, but that was way too. Know. That was way too many. They've decided it's a mid. It's a midseason, not so sneaky tank. Uh, Andy, it's usually like suck for luck, tank for Tua. Uh, don't ask the crowd. We want. We want Stroud. Or win thrice for Bryce. Yeah, but like Houston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and here. the Lions all have less wins than them and aren't going to win games. So but that means the, at best you're getting like the fifth pick. But the Colts are A, not going to win games. They will lose out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they'll oh, yeah. absolutely lose out. I'll bet, I'll bet on that. And the, it's not perfect, but they're trying. And they can trade future picks, right? So if you get the fourth pick, third pick, 
and you're willing to send next year's pick, you're still going to suck next year. So you two first round picks. No, there's challenges involved. No question. There also don't discount them. They have good veteran talent on that team. I think they could trade some of their good veteran talent for draft capital that when paired with their pick this year, their pick next year could get them in the range. I don't know that they'll get the first or second pick, but in that top three range where they're going to have quarterback opportunities, it's, it's really, what about releasing veteran talent now? What about just saying to Steph Gilmore, like, ah, you don't deserve this. We'll give you, we're just going to release you. I mean, I guess you could do that. It's just like a keeper league where you're not allowed. You know how like you go into fantasy and it says you're not allowed to release this guy. Like, no, well, they have like special yeah. market demarcations yes. next to yep. them. Like you can't these draft picks. Yes, I don't restricted. know. They could. But, they could at that point. It's it is truly remarkable, and it's actually going to be it's going to be like their 2011 season when they started. And let's go full circle back to the start of the podcast when they started Dan Orlovsky as they tried to tank and suck for luck, and they were successful. And doing so. All right, guys, last call here in a little potpourri. Uh, NFL is having its best ratings, according to CBS, in seven years. The uh, Tom Brady, wow, that was effing awesome. Comeback in the final minute against the Rams, who made probably the worst defensive coordinating calls, the worst offensive coordination calls. Cooper Cup with the biggest head scratcher of a play in the NFL. That was a massive ratings juggernaut for Hello Friends and Jim on CBS on Sunday. Do you guys think it's just because ain't nothing else to watch? People are more invested in football than ever. Or Shime, to your point, since I keep saying this season kind of sucks, I think it's a mess and it's not nearly as enjoyable as it has been for me in a long time. Do you think people like the fact that anyone can win anytime and the parody has led to such a shit show? I absolutely love it. I love the state the state of the league right now. I think it's it's so much fun. I'm having a blast. Uh, and I think there's certain teams that are more fun than others. Like that Miami Bears game was freaking awesome. I know it was on the same time as the Patriots game. So mm-hmm. not everybody got to watch it. But if you didn't, like go back and just give that a watch. That was an absolute blast of a football game. Like there, and you're getting a lot of those. Even the bad teams can compete. Like we've seen Carolina beat Tampa Bay. We've seen Pittsburgh beat Tampa Bay. We've seen bad teams win. You see the Lions beat the the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers stinks now. That's funny. Like it's, I I get it. Like you know, there's no real one dominant team. I mean, I guess except maybe the Eagles, but. Like even still, like I think the Eagles are still fallible. Like I, I think they can still lose. Um, so I love the way the league is right now. I just I think that any team can win at any time, uh, and it's it's a blast to watch. Yeah, I mean it's football, so it's always going to be enjoyable to watch. Yeah, but true. I do. I am more on the side of measuring stick teams, measuring stick games, matchups between great teams. And there just haven't been a lot of those. Like this past weekend, it was, you know, you go through the lineup of games and you had to get to Sunday night before you were like, oh, that's a good game, right? Like there were none really over the course of the day because, you know, the Bucks and Rams aren't that good. That was supposed to be a good game. And it was kind of a competitive game. Like it was yeah. close on the scoreboard, late lead change, that whole thing. But you didn't really have any excitement going in because both teams are grossly underachieving as to where there you was nothing exciting until the final minute. Uh, right. Agreed, yeah. gentlemen. There's a little bit of breaking news that I thought would be kind of fun to react to live on Is the pod. Uh, no, it's real this time. I have verified uh, thrice uh, and nice. I'm not interested in Bryce. Uh, here we go. Let's see. I saw this uh, from Tom Pelissero. 
according to reports, the Las Vegas Air Raiders are releasing safety Jonathan Abram, a oh, first-round okay. draft pick from 2019, uh, Ari Myrov at My Sports Update. Uh, the last first, the first round picks from the Raiders from 2019 to 2021 have all been fifth year declined or cut, uh, including Abram, Damon Arnett, Ruggs, Leatherwood, Josh Jacobs, Cleland Farrell. So if he's been released and now goes on waivers, seem to have some real talent. Would this be somebody maybe Bill Belichick would put a claim in on as a developmental project? Uh, because at one point he had so much uh, promise and potential, and you know he loves himself a safety that can bring the hammer, Andy. Do we need another safety? I mean, does he play offense? Because if he plays offense, I'll take him. But otherwise, <laughs> how many safeties are we going to put out on the field? Like we, we've talked about it, they have pretty deep, it's <laughs> pretty deep safety position. Um, so no, I'm not sure this makes a lot of sense for the Patriots. I will say it is stamping um Mayox drafting he's one of the worst GMs in the history of the game the way everything played out with contracts with them draft picks um you know the old saying those who can't teach well mm -hmm. those who can't be GMs should probably go back to TV and pound the table for players pre-draft and I think that's why he is now currently a radio analyst and not a general manager of an NFL team all right gentlemen that wraps up this edition of the six rings of football things podcast excellent job robust dialogue hearty discourse and I love the opinions on top of it all. He's at Jumbo Heart. That guy is at Shime Time. I'm at Fitzy GFY. The Fraud Squad, the Troll Patrol, and the DVOA holes have done their job. You guys do your job by giving us a rating, a review, a subscription. Tell your friends and a follow at Six Rings Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Back tomorrow with a quick edition of the Mailbag Pod. Thursday, we'll do some first-half grades and make some crazy second-half predictions for the Patriots season as well. No post-game show this week as we're on the bye. So we will see you and talk to you post-game show-wise November 20th after the Jets. Thanks for listening. This is the Six Rings Pod. Out. Bye. See you.